In this week's episode, we talk about ways to get better sleep, why people like you more when you're rested, and what to do with your dreams. Bringing hope and healing. It's your source for personal growth, mental health, and interesting ideas. Thoughtful Mind with Svee. Here's your host, Svee Hilsenrath. And welcome back to Thoughtful Mind with Svee. I'm your host, Svee Hilsenrath. This week, I'd like to thank all the people in Tampa, Florida that are listening in this week's Gratitude City. Thank you to everyone in Tampa, Florida. Before we get started, I do want to mention that some changes will be coming to the podcast, The Thought from Mohammed Svi. Uh, I have more information at the end of the episode, so keep listening. At the end, I'm going to talk about the changes that are coming, but... One thing I do want to mention is that there is now a Thoughtful Mind with Svi merch store. You can get merchandise like t-shirts and sweatshirts and tote bags and ball caps, stuff like that. There will be a link in the description. And you can also go to the Support the Podcast part of the website, ThoughtfulMindPodcast.com. And you can find a link to the merch store there. One of the strangest things we do is sleep. Scientists still don't understand why we need to sleep. And we all do it. We all need to do it. But we don't know why we do it. We don't know why our body has to go through that process. But while we do go through the process, a lot of things happen. And it's surprisingly important to our health. And a lack of sleep can lead to a breakdown in our physical health. Um, it can make us more susceptible to illness. Uh, a lack of sleep has been linked to a shorter lifespan, as we'll speak about in a little while. But more importantly for this podcast, sleep is also very important to our mental health. For one thing, sleep affects our ability to think clearly. So they found that people who sleep four hours or less for an extended period of time show a decline in cognition as if they had aged eight years. So if you get four hours or less of sleep for more than a couple of weeks, your brain acts as if it's eight years older than it already is, and not the good eight years of eight years of wisdom the bad eight years of eight years of wear and tear. Your brain uses about 20% of the energy that your body produces. And when you're tired, your body has a harder time extracting glucose from your bloodstream, which is how you get your energy. And it becomes harder to think. And this is one of the reasons why when you don't have a good amount of sleep, your brain feels foggy. It's harder to make decisions. It's because your body can't take the glucose out of your bloodstream. And therefore your brain can't get the energy, the fuel it needs to work. This is not coincidentally one of the reasons why casinos, uh, we spoke about gambling addiction in the past, casinos want you to lose track of time and gamble way into the night because the later you stay up, the less sleep you have, the more your ability to think rationally and make good decisions declines and the harder you'll gamble, the more money you'll lose. Lack of sleep also contributes to a difficulty concentrating and focusing on work the next day. Uh, businesses lose approximately $150 billion each year due to a lack of sleep-related lost productivity. Before we get any further, I do want to point out that even though in this episode we're going to focus on too little sleep and most research is connected to too little sleep, too much sleep can have the same effects. Too much sleep can lead to you feeling tired throughout the day. It can increase your anxiety. It can cause memory problems. If you're sleeping more than nine hours a night every night, that may be indicative of a deeper problem and it might be worth looking into. We're going to talk for the rest of the episode, though, about sleep loss or lack of sleep. 
So sleep loss not only affects our ability to think clearly, it also affects our emotional health. Now, our emotional health is tied to our ability to think clearly. If we don't think clearly, that can be frustrating and that can lead to a decline in emotional health. A lack of sleep can leave us feeling unsettled. It can leave us feeling on edge. And still, studies show that people tend to ignore how important a lack of sleep is as a mood factor. When we lack sleep, we don't tend to look at the lack of sleep, but we tend to blame other people or circumstances or other factors for our low mood, but often it's just tied to a lack of sleep. Depression can be made significantly worse due to a lack of sleep. And things people do to escape depression, like drinking alcohol, uh, certain drugs, watching television and movies, surfing the internet, eating unhealthy, eating unhealthy right before sleeping, napping during the day, all these things can have adverse reactions on your nighttime sleep, and that will deepen the depression. A lack of sleep can also lead to a feeling of your life being out of control. And when you feel like your life is out of control, that also can deepen or lead to depression. When you're low in sleep, you might not be technically or clinically depressed. You can feel sad or low or down, and it can also lead to irritability. Studies show that people who don't get enough sleep get angry more often and faster compared to people who got enough sleep when they're faced with the same triggers. And one reason that you become more irritable is because, as we discussed before, you have less willpower. You have less ability to draw energy or glucose from your bloodstream. And so you have less willpower and less ability to push off irritability and anger. Another reason is that a lack of sleep lowers a person's ability to have empathy, the ability to see things from another person's point of view. And when you can't see the other side of the story, you get angry faster. Now, this is really interesting because, incredibly, people can tell when you're having trouble with empathy, and they're going to avoid you, leading to social isolation, which then leads to further depression and more sleeplessness. Now, REM sleep, which is the deepest level of sleep and is kind of the point of sleep, helps reset your emotional balance and sets you up for success the next day. Conversely, a lack of sleep deprives you of the REM sleep and is one of the reasons your emotions might be out of control the next day because you haven't had that emotional reset that REM sleep provides. Okay, so what are some of the tools of good night's sleep? So first of all, good night's sleep starts before you get into bed. It's, it's something that you have to work on the entire day to get toward. And one thing you can do, and this is a really hard one for people, especially in the current year, is you should avoid all screens from computers and televisions, cell phones, smartphones, all that kind of blue light emitting screen for at least an hour before you go to sleep. Because the blue light that emits from these screens affects your brain by preventing melatonin production. And your brain needs to start producing that melatonin in order for you to uh, not only fall asleep, but also get into deep sleep. And so when the blue light prevents the proper melatonin production, not only is it harder to fall asleep, but even when you do sleep, the sleep is not as restful. Another thing you can do to get a good night's sleep is to control your sleep environment. So you want the room that you sleep in to be dark. The darker, the better, the cooler, the better. I know during the winter, which we're in now, this can lead to a temptation to get warm and cozy, but this can lead to restless sleep. You want to have your room cool. Uh, Keep your smartphone out of your room, even if it's off, by the way. Having a smartphone in your room can lead to restless sleep. In a different episode, we're going to talk about how disruptive smartphones are to your brain, to its ability to concentrate, to its ability to regulate emotions. But for now, I'm just going to say that even when you're sleeping, your phone is demanding your attention. 
Studies show that even if your cell phone is off, if it's just in the room with you, you have a harder time concentrating. And your brain reacts to that. And that need for attention that the phone brings, the smartphone brings, prevents you from getting deep sleep. And this is especially true, studies show, if the first thing you do in the morning is check your phone. And if you've ever woken up in the middle of the night and immediately checked your phone, that's a result of this interaction between your brain and your phone. And it shows how strong that connection is. And even when you're sleeping, your brain wants to check your phone. And so you're having a hard time getting a deep sleep because your brain is constantly reaching out, in effect, to your phone. Another important thing to do is to fall asleep in bed and not on your couch. If you have the habit of falling asleep on your couch before you go to bed, or or even if it's not a habit, if you just do it, you're, that tricks your brain into thinking that it's already had a night's sleep, it's already gotten the rest it needs, and even if you go back to sleep in bed, even if you go back to sleep in bed soon after you wake up, it's going to be a less restful sleep. You will not get that good REM deep sleep. Now, what if you wake up in the middle of the night? First of all, it's actually very common, and it's not necessarily related to any sleep disorder. If you find that you wake up in the middle of the night and you don't fall right back to sleep, don't try to force it. Don't try harder to fall back asleep. Get out of bed and do something that doesn't involve screens for a little while, and then try to fall asleep again. Wait for your body to be ready to fall back asleep. If you try and force it and sleep doesn't come, what you're doing is you're training your brain to connect restlessness and not falling asleep with staying in bed. And you want to avoid that connection at all costs. To get a good night's sleep, you want to make sure you get between seven to nine hours of sleep a night. Now, different ages need different amounts of sleep. Younger children need more sleep. Preteens need less sleep than younger children's. Actually, teenagers need more sleep than preteens. Some people believe that one of the reasons why teens are so moody is because their body needs more sleep than the younger siblings, but they get less sleep than the younger siblings. Now, there is a myth that as you get older, you need less sleep. And it's just that it's a myth. I work with a lot of older adults and I hear this a lot and it's just not true. It's true that it can become harder to sleep as you get older due to a changing body or because of medical conditions or because of side effects from medication or changes in lifestyle. Retirement will affect this. Like if you're used to working a whole day and now you're not working, not using as much energy, changing in living space. So moving from your home into, let's say, a nursing home or an assisted living, and now you're sharing a room with somebody that you haven't been sharing a room with or you're with somebody where the television is on all night, or there's light from the hallway. All these things can affect your ability to sleep. But from adulthood on, you still need seven to nine hours of sleep. And healthy sleep has actually been linked to longer and healthier life, because when you get enough sleep, it's been shown to reduce health problems, reduce long-term health problems. It's been shown uh, there's a link between obesity and sleep. It's not clear if obesity causes lack of sleep or if lack of sleep can lead to obesity, but there's definitely a connection between those two. And so getting enough sleep throughout your life is very important, no matter what stage of life you're up to. What about those times when it's unavoidable to have a bad night's sleep? For example, you have a family celebration, you stay out late, or you're together with friends, you stay out late. How do you make up that sleep? Now, what a lot of people do is they'll try to make up all the missed sleep the next day. 
that's a mistake. Try and average out your sleep per week. If you have late night, one night, divide those lost hours between all the other nights of the, of the week instead of trying to make them all up in one night. Because too much sleep in one night can be as bad as too little sleep in one night. Trying to get too much sleep in one night, trying to make it all up, now you're having two nights of irregular sleep. And now you're messing up your sleep patterns. And it's more important to have a good sleep pattern than any one particular night's sleep. If you suffer from something like sleep apnea or restless leg syndrome, it is worth seeking medical help since these conditions can have very bad negative effects on sleep. Um, We're going to talk about insomnia in a minute. Now, here's some things that can lead to low or ineffective sleep that happen throughout the day. Uh, Caffeine after midday, uh, long naps during the day, especially after three o'clock. There is some benefit they found to a short 15 to 20 minute nap before 1230, one o'clock. That power nap time can actually help get you through the day and have a good night's sleep for some people later on. But long naps, especially after three o'clock, can really mess with your sleep. Alcohol use, and and even more frequently nowadays, uh, using weed, pot, that can mess with your sleep. Uh, Some antidepressants can mess with your sleep. Even, interestingly, some sleeping pills will help you fall asleep, but then will prevent you from getting a good deep night's sleep. So it's tricky because some of the things that we just spoke about, they'll help you fall asleep, like pot or alcohol, Uh, again, some antidepressants, some sleeping pills. But because the sleep quality becomes less, you lose the benefit you had of the extra sleep. So yes, you're sleeping more, but because the sleep is of a lower quality, it's not worth the trade-off. What about insomnia? So first of all, short-term insomnia is very common. In fact, almost 100% of people suffer from short-term insomnia over the course of their lives because insomnia is linked to stress and anxiety. Your body feels like it's on high alert throughout the day. This stretches into your night because when you're stressed, you're in that fight or flight mode. And so all of your uh, energy is up, You know, your brain is fully awake and that carries over to your sleep. And so you have a harder time sleeping. And everybody goes through stressful times in their life, and therefore, nearly everybody suffers from insomnia short-term at some point in their lives. In researching this episode, I did see one scientist believes that the reason why you have a hard time sleeping when you're going through stressful times is because when you're sleeping and going through that REM sleep, your brain is shifting your short-term daily memories into long-term memories. And your brain wants to avoid making these stressful memories long-term. And so it's trying to avoid the REM sleep. It's an interesting thought. Now, what do you do to combat insomnia? Again, we're talking about short-term insomnia. Well, one very effective method is to journal. We've spoken about journaling before. uh, Right before you go to sleep. And this gives your brain permission to let go of the thoughts that are keeping you awake. And then after that, you do some light reading. And then you go to sleep when your body feels ready. Don't try to change your sleep patterns. Don't try to change your sleep habits. Don't try to get to sleep earlier. Don't take naps during the day. Don't take those sleeping pills that we spoke about. Or short-term insomnia can become long-term insomnia because you're changing your natural sleep patterns. When you do these things, it's going to reinforce the changes in your sleep. And it makes Short-term insomnia become chronic insomnia. Once you have chronic insomnia, it might be worth looking for medical attention. They have found that 
insomnia-focused cognitive behavioral therapy can be more effective in addressing chronic insomnia than medication. So that is definitely something to uh, seek out. What about dreams? So dreaming, not only is sleep something that we don't understand fully, but dreaming we really don't understand. The best current insight we have is that dreaming is your way of your brain sifting through your thoughts and trying to store them and sort them and make sense of them. That's one of the reasons why if you're thinking about something throughout the day, if something's really weighing on your mind, you'll probably dream about it. It's unclear why some people remember their dreams and some don't, or why we remember some dreams over other dreams. Um, It's also unclear why dream time is disconnected from real time. So you can dream, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it's something like a thousand years and six minutes worth of real time, because your brain is so powerful that it can actually dream faster than reality happens. It is possible to remember more of your dreams if you tell yourself before you go to sleep that you want to remember your dreams. The question is, do you want to remember your dreams? And that's a personal decision. Uh, For some people, dreams can be a source of insight and inspiration. For some people, dreams can be a source of frustration. Uh, You try to understand them and they're not really understandable or they bring up bad thoughts. I know for myself, um, I remember a lot of my dreams and I'd say about 50% of the time I wish I didn't. (laughs) I often have very bizarre dreams and I often wish I did not remember them. Now I did this episode because I struggle with getting good sleep and maintaining sleep hygiene. And I know that I'm not alone. Uh, Not only do most people not get enough sleep, but they found that only 10% of people prioritize sleep the way they would exercise or good nutrition. Most people do not connect good sleep with good physical and mental health. Vaguely they do. They, they really, they know it's something, but it's not a priority. Sleep is more important than we give it credit for. I hope this episode provides information and inspiration on addressing this often overlooked and important area of your day. Now, I do want to remind you, before we sign off, that we now have an official merch store. There's merchandise, Thoughtful Mahatsvi merchandise available online. There will be a link in the description. And for the next two weeks, there will be a 15% off discount. It's not going to last. 15% off discount on all merchandise. So from now until February 25th, 2020, you can get 15% off all of your Thoughtful Mindless Sea merchandise. You know you love the podcast. Show your support. Wear it proud. Now, there will be a change in the Thoughtful Mindless Sea schedule um, due to things changing in my life. Good things. Good things are happening in my life. Uh, thank God. And due to that, there will be less time available for the podcast, but I want to keep putting out quality episodes. And therefore, I'm going to be changing it from a weekly podcast to an every other week podcast. So if you start seeing the podcast show up less often on your phone or on your computer, it's not because I'm not doing it. I'm still doing it. I'm just doing it less often because I want to make sure that I'm still putting out quality episodes. As always, I want to thank everyone for listening, everyone that shares it on social media, everyone that reaches out to tell me they're enjoying specific episodes. I I love it. It's great. Thank you. And until next time, go out, believe in yourself. Yourself.